Welcome to the Scariest Things Podcast, your gateway to the trends and tropes of the horror genre. This is a very special, very special, very special audio only spooky time episode number 10. I am Liz Williams and I'm joined by Eric Lee. And we are going to take you day by day through the Overlook Film Festival. Welcome to our hour of self indulgence. (laughs) (laughs) So, we have just wrapped up the Overlook Film Festival down here in New Orleans, and we had an awesome time. Awesome time. Ate a lot of really great food and hung out with a lot of people. So we're going to open up with some shout outs. Robin and PJ, we had a great time seeing you everywhere and being in screeners with you. Andy and Rob from Straight Chillin', thanks for trivia buddying up with us. Tom, great to see you as always. We love your enthusiasm for the film. And then we even got to hang out with some new friends and old friends, creators, authors, hosts. Uh, We met... Lauren and Nick from Godless, the Eastfield Exorcism. Mm -hmm. We, of course, got to hang out with uh, Ted Gagan at Trivia, where he stumped us. And then we got to talk Brooklyn 45. And Grady Hendrix did a live performance, signed some books, and is always the epitome of a Southern gentleman. And David Das Malchin as Captain Fearless hosted one of our favorite events that we will get into. And uh, he also was... uh, Therefore, his film... Late Night with the Devil. Which is awesome. Yes. We'll get to that, Stay too. Stay tuned. Okay. Yeah. We're kicking it off. On Thursday, we saw the actual world premiere of Renfield. Eric, thoughts? Uh, yeah. And by actual, there was actually a red carpet one that was two hours later than us. Yep. We beat them to the punch, and I was, you know, I'm going to hear, this is a self-indulgent. Uh-huh. Uh, Got the first IMDb review posted Woo-hoo! on the internet, so I'm I am I was, as far as I know, the We're first person. We're number one. Put on your foam <laughs> finger. <That's Yeah>. right. <laughs> I got out the gate with the Renfield review. Uh, it was a hell of a lot of fun. A hell of a lot of fun. It, it is, um, you know, I I would say this is the best rendition of Dracula since. Uh, Horror of Dracula with Christopher Lee back in 1958. This Ooh. this this beats Bram Stoker's Dracula, the Coppola movie. This beats uh, the pants off of the uh, the 2013 or is it 2017 Dracula Unbound, which was no good. What about no Eddie blainer. Murphy's? Didn't he make Dracula no, 3000 or something? Was a, a vampire <laughs> in Brooklyn? <laughs> that no, it count. was no. Uh, but I, you know, I I think. The, the great thing is, this is sort of universal figuring out. This, it's actually probably the second mm-hmm. in the universal yeah, line. Yeah, Invisible Man was their first mm-hmm. day. Like, let's make it dark. And this one was, let's make it yeah. bloody and action and funny. Yep, just so funny. And uh, so Nick, much gore. It's the Nick and Nick show. This yeah. is Nick Nick Cage, Nicholas Holt, uh, and Aquafina. Those yes. are your those are your three three mains, and they are. A great combination. Yes. It is uh, this it, it, it a universal movie, big budget, a lot gorier than you would expect. Oh is yeah, the, this Eric gave it four blood drops out of five for copious amounts of bloodshed, dismemberments, beheadings, exploding bodies, the use of severed limbs as weapon, and eviscerations. So yes. if that doesn't get your butt in the seat, it, I don't know what will. So much fun. Um, so much fun. And uh, we saw it in a big house. This movie comes out in, I believe, April the 14th? Yeah, just a couple weeks, I think. Yeah. So uh, by the time you hear this, it might be 
one week. Yeah. Um, so uh, do us a favor. Do the horror community a favor. Uh, Hollywood reacts to big box office numbers when it comes to films like this. And uh, if you want fresh takes and fun takes and, and, and prove that you can do it right and not end up with The Mummy... Go support something like Renfield. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It will be worth your uh, movie ticket price. Mm-hmm. So after that, we moseyed on over to another theater to check out much less horrific, but weird, and Overlook specializes in weird. We saw Quentin Dupuis Smoking Causes Coughing. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Very weird, where the um, Tobacco Force, which is loosely modeled on the Power Rangers. Um, Benzene. Benzene, nicotine, nicotine menthol, yeah, <laughs> uh, all the team members um, take down some silly-looking animals and then have a little yeah. scary stories by the yeah. campfire yeah. Like type s- thing. Where the it it turned it, it morphs from a power a violent Power Rangers movie to a campfire anthology movie. But if you don't know Quentin Depew, yeah, he he did Deerskin, he did Rubber. He did mandibles. He's an absurdist, and yes. this is this fits. This if, is you, ex- if you this is absurd, if you like silly, gory, hard to understand but highly entertaining, couldn't depute. This was this was a lot of fun. My favorite part was the the lumberyard with the kid and the oh, wood chipper, yes. um, which is about as nasty as it sounds. Yeah, but apparently he felt no pain, and it is the the running gag in that one. It is. That one, it's worth seeing it for that short chunk. Yeah, alone. I would agree. I would agree. Joseph uh, covered this for our f- uh, website for um, Glasgow's Fright Fest, and he gave it three and a half, and I would agree with that. I think that's a solid interpretation of it because there's no, the connective tissue of this thing is barely, barely holding the there. film together. Uh, but it has all of the elements that you would expect for a Depew movie, uh, kind of this gauzy cinema absurdism. Yeah. And uh, for those of you who like that, worth worth a watch. Okay. So on Friday morning, I had to work, as mm-hmm. is the curse of someone who lives where the festival is. But Eric was up early and checking out Brooklyn 45. Brooklyn 45. This is Ted Gagan's release. Uh, we met Ted last year mm-hmm. at the, uh, the same festival. Uh, and he is a producer, director, actor. Uh, extraordinaire he does he he is a font of wisdom he's also a public relations guy Mm -hmm. and so um if you wanted just to talk industry shop with the man he he will he will give you all the knowledge so it was a lot of fun actually to get get a chance to watch brooklyn 45 this is sort of like a um stage drama very much uh, a stage play and it's very personal to him yes Um, we we got a chance to to do uh, an interview um, after the movie, and he told us that he wrote this with his father, who was a war veteran, paralyzed, um, independent actually of his war efforts, but uh, he passed away during the writing of this yeah. film, and so it, and you can feel those fingerprints all over this movie, so it's very heartfelt. Uh, Larry Fessenden is does a uh, showstopper performance. Uh, he has an, what is an eight-page monologue, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which apparently he's not used to doing that kind of a thing. But apparently those guys, those two are neighbors, Larry Fessenden and Ted Gagan. Um, it's a 
it, it feels more like an Agatha Christie mystery yes. in a box. Uh, it's It's got horror elements to it. It's got a lot of zingers and surprises. Uh, it is not really straight horror in a conventional way. So um, for those of you who like drama-forward mm-hmm. mysteries, it's a terrific film. Yeah. And then Eric popped right over to the world premiere of Godless, the Eastfield Exorcism. And that one is a... Uh, the horror is not in actually the demonic possession like uh, Exorcism of Emily Rose or, of course, The Exorcist. Um, this really is about the horrors of people who perform the exorcisms as being hucksters and charlatans and uh, how people fall under that spell out of desperation, do things, because these are real events. They happen. Right. And that uh, people uh, exercise an exorcism on a baby and the baby dies. And this is a case where there's a, a young woman who is suffering from schizophrenia and uh, they do a an exorcism. It goes too far and awful things happen. And it's it, it is it, this is one of many Australian films yep. that came out and uh, we actually have an, I don't need to talk too much about this one because we've got a uh, an audio podcast on that to for you to catch. Yep, so um, stay tuned for that. that mm-hmm. Okay, then we got our butts kicked, not really, in trivia. Dude, we were eight and nine out of ten questions, but there are teams at this thing who know every piece of horror minutia. Yeah. So, unfortunately, us and the guys from Straight Chillin' did not get to pick any sweet Blu-rays out of Ted's Blu-ray box. I but think we were hit, we were batting about 800. Yeah, we, we were killing it. it. And uh, I think we have listeners who do trivia with me on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, I think my favorite one was Movie Within a Movie. Yeah, that was very, very hard. And that was a, a guest spot by one of... Um, Ted's friends, who is also a producer, I can't think of his name right now, but it was really fun, and everybody who put Problem Child, I don't believe that you remembered that. A John Ritter movie. A John Ritter movie within a movie. Um, Okay, so after trivia, we went over, and Eric and I caught an amazing thriller called Accused. Mm. Um, This is going to have you white-knuckling the whole way through. So this is... Uh, The summary is alone at a remote country house. A young man watches helplessly as social media frenzy wrongly identifies him as a wanted terrorist. So you are now following this guy locked in his parents' house trying to uh, literally avoid the trolls who want to take him down. And you know he's innocent. Um, This was a, a movie, M-U-B-I movie, so I'm sure it will be coming to their streaming platform soon. Um, I'm going to have a review up on the site shortly and uh, are in works to interview some cast and crew. So stay tuned for that. This one had reality painted all over it. This is a, if, if not me, you could see it. And particularly if you're an, an immigrant, right? Mm-hmm. This is a xenophobia oh, horror yeah. movie. And uh, I would pair this one up as a one-two watch with, uh, Godless, the Eastfield exorcism, because they both deal with near real conditions. Mm-hmm. And um, I, this is, it's a beautiful movie. Um, a trigger warning. There's a dog, a oh, wonderful yeah. dog. A wonderful dog named Flynn. Flynn. And um, yeah, that the, the, the protagonist uh, has, his, he's watching his parents' dog when the, uh, when the haters come. Yeah. 
So just trigger warning for that. Okay. Then what Overlux likes to do is give us a secret screening so that everybody can talk amongst themselves and say, what will it be? What will it be? I will give props to Tom Carter who said, based on the runtime, I think it's going to be taught to me. And he was correct. Yeah. So I had already got to experience, I'm going to say experience this film at South by Southwest with Mike. We both gave it four and a half stars and four out of five on the gore and intensity rating. But Eric, thoughts? Scariest movie I've seen since Hereditary. Yes. It is uh, an amazing production from an acting performance standpoint, from a story. It's a hugely original story. Mm -hmm. Um, These are teenagers doing things that they shouldn't be doing. Uh, It's sort of an an analogy of drug abuse. But this is getting getting high, essentially, by getting possessed. possessed. And it is situationally absolutely fingers in my face the veil of of cowardice mm-hmm. move um there but i will warn you um you might need earplugs yeah because Ooh, the, the sound. fully work on this thing is way overcooked now hopefully this is going to be coming to theaters in june so maybe they will have done something but who knows it's yeah. a24 bought it immediately yeah. after sundance where it had its world premiere and it fits the A24 mold. This fi- this film is going to be red hot. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be, I think, hereditary level mm-hmm. hot. I think so, too. Uh, it is, everybody came out of the film somewhat staggered. Buzzing. Yeah. And buzzing. I know that Liz might have wanted a slight twist, a difference to I'm the gonna ending. I'm going to change the ending, but that's okay. Uh, I, I enjoyed it front to back. Um, and I think big things are in store for the, the, the young actress, uh, who is the central figure in this it's movie. It's a fantastic movie. Another Aussie film. Yep, another Aussie film, and one to definitely go see in a theater. And it's uh, coming out in the summer. Yeah, June, I believe, end of June. Yeah. Okay, so Saturday, all day long, we were down yeah. at the theaters. Lots and lots of movies. And we kicked it off with something a little weird. Um, it is called Ring Ring a doorbell cam Fantasia. <laughs> so this was presented by the Museum of Home Video. Um, Brett Berg uh, does a weekly found footage live stream, and he says it's for stoners, seekers, archivists, and drinkers. And he pretty much said everybody in this theater has got to be at least one of these four. Yeah. Um, he splices together all sorts of different things and makes weird cuts and... What this focused on was all the weird shit that people do in front of people's ring doorbell cameras. But while that was great, it was bookended by two other things that he was giving us a taste of what you'd really see on his live streams. And one of them was taking the movie Poltergeist 3, taking out every word except for the names that people were yelling. And in about five minutes, um, you got... The entire gist of the movie, but just going like, Carol Ann, Tangia, uh, Dave, Steve, Joe, like everybody's yeah. name, yeah. yelling back and forth Bruce. at each other. Bruce. Bruce. Yeah. And and uh, Donna. Yeah. Scott. Yeah. You know, it, they were, and cut, 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 cut. It that was went for about five minutes. Awesome. It was, it was amazing. Awesome. So uh, check out the Museum of Home Video, um, their website. You can get on their live stream list and see some weird stuff. We are going to try and dig up that particular... Yeah, I got to find it. It was so good. Because it's 
a, it is genius. It's the genius. Way, the way he put that together. It's but genius. The, the ring ring portion, if you've never seen a guy run up and lick a, a doorbell. Yeah, for what turned out to be three hours, uh, you'll see it here. A troubled, <laughs> a, a, a troubled man and lots of scary clowns. Yeah. and A um, lot of people with just like semi-automatic weapons hanging out at the wrong house, yeah, turns and someone, out. And someone would go to the door and it's like, you got the wrong home, dude. Oh, yeah. hey, sorry. And But he's armed Most the of them were in Florida, though, so it's Florida yeah. man. Don't worry. <laughs> you're safe unless you're in Florida. Yeah, and, this, uh, and as Liz is saying, this is a special event where... Only at Overlook. Yeah, only at Overlook. And um, we, you know, we might try and contact these folks and see if there's a way that we can get a streamer or something like that to help promote it. Because it, but it's these are the things that you do when you want to go to a film festival and the extensions that you get beyond just the uh, the wide released or even the even the indie films. This is a this is these are little events. We've got more of them coming. And that's one thing that Overlook does really well. Um, Last year, unfortunately, they weren't able to do as many because we were still I mean, I know we're still in COVID, but we were still kind of more in the thick of it. So it was kind of iffy of what we could do. But they brought it back in full force this year because the next thing we did was Grady Hendrix's amazing presentation, How to Sell a Haunted House in a Challenging Market. Yes. Where he was our real estate guru teaching us how to make the most of our houses and equity against the ghosts. Well, I, the best part for me was doing the Shirley Jackson preamble yeah. to the house on Haunted Hill and then him saying, this is a terrible, Zillow terrible, write-up, uh, yeah. <laughs> way, you know, advertisement for the house. And so he actually turned that whole preamble around. And if you're not familiar with the preamble from the book itself, you, you would know it from The Haunting. Yeah. It is famous. But it, it, he, had, he had the whole audience in stitches. Oh, a the Grady, whole time. A Grady Hendrix performance is wild, manic energy and... Uh, the brilliance of his mind. Yeah, uh, he is. He is so quick, and he's a true gentleman. We've we've had yeah. the opportunity to actually hang out with him in a social uh, context before, and he's a lot of fun. Um, that was a, another one of those yeah. unique opportunities to get. You go to a film festival, you catch these things. If you if our our friends who run the Overlook Festival are listening to this, we'd like more, more of this Grady. Kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, more. More authors, more more special presentations. Yeah. Uh, there was a turn. They had to they had to turn away a, a chunk yeah. of the audience, and in, in this case, you couldn't open up more theaters because there's only one Grady to go. There's around. There's only one Grady to go around. You can't have an overflow yeah, they, Grady. You need a bigger hall. Yes. Um, Grady's going to need a bigger house. He needs like a 20,000 square foot mansion, not a one bedroom condo with a mountain view. With a mountain view. Um, he is fantastic, and if you see Grady Hendrix coming anywhere near town. He'll, he does live events at bookshops and things like that. Do yourself a favor and go. Um, also read all of his books because they're all fantastic. Also and, Powell's books. Get, yeah. get off get your Grady. asses and get, get yourself a bigger venue so that you can get him there because he, he would like to come to Powell's. But they don't have a big enough room. I know. And, Unbelievable. Uh, Biggest bookstore in the world. More stuff to come from Grady that we can cue you in on when embargoes are lifted. Yes. So, next, Eric got in the long-ass line for Evil Dead Rise, and I went and saw The Last Magic Show, which was presented by the Academy of the Magical Arts, uh, which is the Magic Castle out in California, and a presenter named Zabrecki did a crazy little film-forward magic show for, since I was in the last uh, 
set, just about six of us. So we got some uh, full-on audience participation. I got to participate in the magic show. And that's kind of rounding out the live performances that Overlook did. And just a lot of fun. I wish I had gotten a chance yeah. to go to that. Uh, I, I really wanted to catch Evil Dead Rise. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a bigger fan of the franchise than Liz is. Yes. So, uh, but another thing, if Overlook... Festival, if you're listening, you got to figure out when you bring a big movie like this how to handle your overflow because I think there Let's were talk about that. There were a couple hundred people who didn't get a chance to yeah. see the movie because the line was too long and there weren't enough seats in the theater. Yeah. Um, the good news is Evil Dead Rise is coming wide release. It's not. It'll be very easy for you to see this movie, and I would say if you're an Evil Dead fan absolutely go see this movie. This is It gives you everything that you want from an Evil Dead movie. Um, the cast is, uh, you won't know any of the actors. Uh, Lily Sullivan, Alyssa Sutherland, Morgan Davies, Gabrielle Eccles, Neil Fisher. That's your cast. I didn't know any of them going in. They were all great. Uh, Australians. The, yeah. Well, Another, uh, I know Lily thing. Sullivan is because yeah. she is also in the Australian film Monolith that was at the okay. theater. She is our one woman. Uh, I caught that at South By. We haven't had a chance to get it in the Overlook schedule yet, possibly tonight. Mm -hmm. um, but read my review. Yep. Very enjoyable. And that's where you can see her. Yeah. Evil Dead Rise is going to get five blood drops from me. All it right. is really, really violent, really gory. And violent and trigger warning: If you have a thing about violence against children, really violent against children. Uh, and but at the same time, it's an Evil Dead movie, so right. it's um, this is this is probably closer to the Fetty Alvarez Evil okay, Dead cool. than the Sam Raimi Evil Dead. Although there are plenty of throwbacks, they 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 know they're from whence they come, and so there's the eyeball gag, there's. Uh, there's a chainsaw gag. There's a lot of these things that that continue through, but it, it feels like its own movie, which is important, and it feels very much like an Evil Dead movie right from the get. If you don't like slow burners, you like your 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 horror movies to get the horror going right away. It starts and it doesn't stop. It Just is punches a, you in the face. It, it is a barrage of horror. Uh, it's um, it's not anything particularly new, but it's extremely well done for what it does. Cool. I will definitely see that. I was one of the people who did not get into the screening. Liz I gave up, her up her seat. Se my seat for Eric. Thank you, Liz. Of course. Of course. Um, okay. Sunday. I am going to be surprised that I'm saying this is one of my all-time highlights of the film because or of the film festival because as most people know who listen to this, <laughs> I am not into the old movies. Um, we went to a presentation of the Tingler, yes, the William Castle movie, uh, black and white, and uh, this was with Vincent Price. With Vincent Price, presented in presented in Percepto, so there were people whose seats were going to shock them throughout. It was presented by David Dasmalchen as Doctor Fearless, which is his horror uh, presenter character, right. and the newly crowned Coffin, Joe Dante's Inferno, the. <laughs> Joe Dante, yes. Joe Dante Joe was, Dante. yeah, and he, it was, it was a sort of almost kind of like a slapstick comedy yes. routine that they did before, uh, where uh, Doctor Fearless, yeah, would be literally vamping it up on yeah. the stage, and Joe would be the victim of his jokes. Yes. It was uh, so well put together, and if the Tingler, if you see, if you want, don't watch the Tingler on on TV. You're not going you to understand see it the on Tingler. a big screen. You see it on the big screen. 
with the with the theaters rigged up, and so this would only happen at a film festival mm-hmm. or at a specialty repertory theater. Yeah. Um, because there's a video oh, that's man. been released that shows everybody's reaction. Uh, if you don't know about the tingler, the tingler is a parasite that attaches to your back that everybody has. And you can only control it if it starts. It it feeds on fear, and the only way to relieve that is, is to, to release scream. your screams, and which so we got to do. Scream out loud, full yeah. throated, the the whole audience, and God, it was fu- it was fun, so much fun, and it's and you, Vincent Price is winking at you, yeah. through the whole movie. He knows what he's in. William Castle knows what he's delivering to you. It's it. They also paired it up. We missed it, but yeah, they, with Matt they, and I, they had. Joe Dante curated the some of the repertory stuff, mm-hmm. and it was a per, it would have been a perfect lead-in yeah. because that kind of hucksterism. You take John Goodman's character from Matinee, who was selling Matt. Yeah, the thirtieth anniversary screening to yep. make you feel real old. Yeah, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was um, yeah a, a perfect segue again. Overlook more of this stuff. Yeah, it that was would be great. great. Um, I mean, I think they really do a great job of being one of the only festivals that does bring this kind of stuff in. So I think mm-hmm. that's where they stand apart. Like South by, you get some panels and stuff, but there's no way they could have events like this. Overlook is the right size mm-hmm. and has the creative teams um, and I guess kind of like horror friendships. Mm-hmm. All these guys know each other. So yeah. they're like, hey, Grady, come on down. Hey, Ted, come on down. Yeah. And keep offering cool right. shit every year. Right. It was also fun to see David geek out oh, in front gosh. of Joe. Yeah. Who, you know, this is Gremlins, Joe Dante. This is Piranha. And yeah. and actually, you know, Dr. Fearless's introduction was so, so funny. funny. So, yeah, his David, if you wanted to you could be a stand-up comedian absolutely and we will definitely be having him on the podcast soon we already yeah. talked he's ready to come back and we just got to get into his schedule because yeah. he's a s- he is super busy right now yeah. he is a hot commodity yes so speaking of david the next film that eric caught was david's film late night with the devil uh perhaps okay so if if we're now that we're getting close to, to yeah. the end of our list, yes, um, the two the two big movies coming out of this. Well, actually, there's so many good movies. Yeah, we there was oh I did. By the way, there was a movie that I did catch. I'll, I'll get back to okay. this later. But um, Late Night with the Devil and Talk to Me mm-hmm. are movies that you will need to catch. These are I, I'm going to put Late Night with the Devil as a five star movie. I I loved this. Film and it's not just because we know David, right? It Mike is, gave it four out of five, and I would probably go four and a half. Yeah, I think this is um, it. It goes full on Dick Cavett mm-hmm. trying to catch Johnny Carson, except for it's Jack. Um, uh, what's his? I forget the last name that he the or he's he is Jack a, Delroy. Jack Delroy yeah. and uh, David channels the late night talk show host so well. But there's a they do a possession live yeah. on camera to drive the ratings up. It doesn't go well. No, um, of course it doesn't. And <laughs> it, uh, but there's the there's the the wonderful beats within the movie is that you'll get the commercial breaks and yeah. then you get to go behind the scenes and you can hear the inner the, the dialogues between the crew about hey 
something really weird is going on. It's like, no, we got to keep keep rolling, keep rolling. This is the, this is going to get us our ratings that we need. Yeah, and it's it was, almost it's kind of found footage because they're saying like this is the the uh, episode that never aired, and yeah. you like it's really really fun and yeah. really brings you right into that vibe. David yeah. is the leading man in this, yeah. which it's normally first he's, on the call sheet. He is first on the call sheet, and he's awesome. He yeah. can carry a film. Yes, uh, I think this. If if things hadn't broken for him already on a number yeah, of other projects, this would had, do it. This is going to solidify him as an A list property. Uh, also, Stephen King said this is one of the yep. best films he's seen in a long time. Stephen King is given it his full endorsement, yeah. and it had, as of last we checked, a one hundred on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Now it's only been seen at Overlook and South by, but hey, we are discerning the- fans. Uh, you know when you've got a hit movie yeah, on your hands, and this is this looks and feels like it's going to be, at least within our our genre, an, an important movie. It's going to be on top tens. Yeah, this year, oh, and well, it is also absolutely. from uh, an Australian uh, team of filmmakers, yeah. Cameron and Colin Carnes. Brothers. So, yeah, yeah. They are they're they're fun to listen to yeah. on stage. Um, X Y Z, I think, is the. Uh, distributor for this. Oh, cool! Uh, and they were they sponsored a lot of the movies, a lot of a lot of the Australian movies. Interestingly, even though they're not an Australian company, but if you're looking for the next A24, yeah, might these be guys, XYZ. These guys look like they've got a great stable of stuff coming out. Yep. Um, what I was going to say is that one movie that I caught in the morning that uh, Liz wasn't able to catch was My Animal, which and is um, caught. I'm putting that in yeah, quotes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A, mm-hmm. it, it, I think it's for some people. It, you might. I know. I know that Tom really mm-hmm. liked this movie, but this is a coming of age lycanthrope movie. Um, it's a Canadian film. Uh, a young, a young woman who is a hockey player who falls in love with uh, a figure skater, and so it's a, it's, it's an LGBT uh, forward film. It's this one would have been better. You pull the werewolf out. Okay. There, there, there's the werewolf. There's like there's barely werewolf in it, and I at a certain point I was like I I, I need I'm werewolf. For wolf. I, it's like and if you're gonna give me werewolf, give me full transformation. There, there's there's promises that you make in certain mo- kinds of movies, and and if you're gonna give a werewolf movie, you better give me a transformation. Right. Didn't happen, sadly. But the props props to the actors in it. It's it's a. <laughs> It's a great drama. It's not a great horror movie. Right. Well, this one was also presented by Mubi, and they kind of, I think, focus more on drama. Like, they brought us uh, Decision to Leave last year. Um, So, But their uh, streaming service is worth checking out, and you might see this one on there, I'm sure. So, my animal, your mileage may vary. Yeah. Mileage may vary. I like that. Um, So, that is it. For the Overlook. We've got a couple of opportunities tonight to fill in some blanks. Really, the only thing I haven't seen is Wrath of Becky, and the one that um, Eric hasn't seen is Monolith. Uh, So he's going to have to make a choice. Tough choice. Well, I know that Mike and Liz caught Monolith and really liked it, which is, it's horror light, but it is a... So it's a stellar it? sci-fi. Super quiet movie. Um, I compared it to... Things like Vast of Night, which was an Overlook uh, that was the winner. Audience Award yeah. winner, and uh, we all really enjoyed it. It's very talky. It's very quiet. I also said it is for fans of that film, Pontypool, 
and the films of Britt Marling and Shane Carruth. Uh, it, it has a style. You'll recognize it. And it is really good. It's about podcasters. And it's about podcasters. So I'm, super indulgent. I may have to check out neck, Monolith. Yeah. And then, and, and Meta so maybe, level. And, and maybe Liz can watch Wrath of Becky and report back. Wrath of Becky is sort of, uh, from everything I've heard from the festival, is a, a good time. It's a bloody uh, vengeance film of a, of a young girl going... Um, Full out full on the neo-Nazis. So, yeah, uh, yeah, which is, yeah, that, what sounds like a lot of fun. Yep. Uh, long and the short of it, this was a great, great Overlook festival. Film Festival. Yeah. I think that there were multiple films that I come out with full, full endorsements. So Liz, you know, I, what would you, if you're going to, if you're going to give your top five, what would you put out there? Um, okay. My top five, this is going to be in no particular order. Yeah, Renfield. Uh, 100%. Loved it. Had a great time. Perfect opening to the festival. Talk to me. Late Night with the Devil. And then I will probably throw in. I'm not going to count Monolith because I saw it at South by and didn't catch it here. I'll do. I'll go with uh, Brooklyn 45 and Godless, mm-hmm. the Eastfield Exorcism to round them all out. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm not going to put the Tingler in there because uh, I can't count something from the 30s <laughs> and as you my standout film. And you can't promise film. people that they'll get the full Tingler. Yeah, you experience. will not get the Tingler experience unless you're sitting in a seat that may shock you. Um, it, it was a great festival. Right. So much good stuff to come out of it. Yeah. And, of course, the live events and uh, special presentations that they have is my favorite. Right. So if I'm going, I will also go Renfield. I will also go Talk to Me. I will go uh, The acu- uh, Accused. <gasps> I forgot about Accused. Damn yeah, it. Yeah, accused, Top six. Accused is great. Um, I would go. I'm, I'm going Brooklyn 45. Um God, Godless Eastfield Exorcism. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm saying like there. I really, I, I did not Evil see Rise, one bad night, movie. Light, late Night with the Devil might is one of my top. God, I can't. I don't know where to put. I didn't this. see anything bad. No, there was the only thing that I really didn't groove to was My Animal, and I'm not saying My Animal's a bad movie. Right. Um, there are some that I kind of I I really wish that I had been able to catch. It lives inside. Yeah, same. Um, I I missed out on uh, the Five Devils, which I same. think. It, could be could be very interesting. Um, they're they're really. I did not see one bad movie. Um, so, they also had the angry black girl and her monster, which Mike really enjoyed from South yeah, by Southwest. Missed that one. I that one kept on going, coming up again. Uh, going yeah, head to head it's with, a Frankenstein. Which which. So I'm not gonna thing. I'm not gonna go. I do love Frankenstein <laughs> movies, but it was going up against Late Night with the Devil. Yeah. and um, when with with Mr. Das Malchen there, I had to catch that. So. Um, we Kill for Love might be interesting. Yeah, um, it is a three-hour documentary about sexy horror. So if you want a shorter one, go listen to our episode on sexy horror. Right. But um, that would be something. I'm hoping Shudder or someone picks that up because yeah. I'd love to be able to see it. Did you see The Elderly? Uh, I saw The Elderly and reviewed it for our site for Fantasia last year. Definitely worth watching. Pretty, mm-hmm. Pretty bloody, actually, and... Had a little bit of a twist at the end that you'll either love it or you'll hate it. Okay. Um, two, film, two films that were that that Liz has gotten a chance to see at South by Southwest that were there: Appendage and The Artifice Girl. Yes. Which didn't really rate as highly on your. No, scale, so Appendage we... will be coming on Hulu. It was fun. Uh, it had some good effects. I called the Appendage as a cross between Bilal from Basketball. Ca- uh, Basket case and the screaming mandrake from Harry Potter. So it's kind of <laughs> cute and also kind of terrifyingly ugly. And the artifice girl, 
um, is a more of a. Sci-fi. It's not even really sci-fi drama. It's a drama about um, how we will use artificial intelligence in the future to catch predators online. Yeah, and I think from what I was hearing, because I, I was talking with our friends, new friends from Godless, the ex, uh, the Eastfield, Eastfield exorcism. exorcism. Yeah. The, from the, XYZ film, talk, yeah. there's so many. Yeah. So they, but they were talking amongst themselves about the artifice girl and the the way that the actress decided to take on the sort of how 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 you translate digital mm-hmm. to biological. Uh, Transformations, so they they found it very interesting, and so it's, I think it's a intellectual movie ma- yeah. more than an emotional yeah. movie. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's not. It's definitely not bad. I'd say it's a three star film, and worth checking out when yeah. it comes to a streaming service. I, or I I don't know if it's going to get yeah. a theatrical release. Long and the short of it, Liz, I think there are so many movies we weren't yeah. able to catch everything. What we did catch was great. Yeah, absolutely. I did not see one thing that I was not completely happy with seeing. Yep. So. Uh, spooky time, checking out. Yes, but we will catch you again for a uh, the on the on the video side um, next week. Next week. Yeah. Um, but this was uh, Liz. Thanks again for hosting me down Absolutely. here. Absolutely. And back next year. Back next year, folks. You hear you hear what we're telling you. It is worth. This is the right sized festival. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna move moving on from here. The next one that I'm going to be. Uh, doing would be Portland Horror Film Festival. And I'll be coming. covering Panic Fest. All right. Golly, in like two weeks. Everything's happening it, in two weeks. It's festival yeah, season. It's festival season and it is springtime movie releases. You can see Evil Dead and Renfield in the next few weeks. Yeah. And if you're not, these are, they're going to be great. Yeah. You're going to love them. You're going to love them. And with that, everybody come down to Overlook next year. I don't have room in my house for everybody, but we'll see you around. Oh, we can pack them. Yeah, we can pack them.